we're back for another episode of the 2-in-1 podcast, and this time we're going to be talking about um, just current events again, and we're going to go a little bit into Jeffrey Epstein, uh, considering that the uh, documentary Filthy Rich just came out on Netflix, we thought it, it might be appropriate just to like just to skim over a little bit. Just talk about Jeffrey Epstein, and I don't think we really have like discussed Jeffrey Epstein like that. Yeah, it's we have It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because that was a huge story, especially yeah. last year. Well, I mean, like it's it's it crazy. It's huge, and it's like it's one of those conspiracy theories that like people can definitely get on board with. You know, yeah. like no one's really like, okay, sure, he killed himself. And also, because everybody knows, like, just instinctively, intuitively, that everyone powerful is a pedophile. I mean, and this just proved it true. I mean, the list of people he like he rode with, you know. I mean, Clint, the black book, the black book of, of of all his passengers. I mean, Bill Clinton rode twenty six times with him, and that's crazy to think about because like I haven't even been on a plane at all once, you know. <laughs> like, so I I don't even know. Like riding with someone twenty six times, let alone being on a plane twenty six times. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Like he went all around the globe with them too. Which is very, very intriguing. And I mean, just like the people in the Black Book, like the Black Book covers an extensive list of all kinds of people, like financiers, actors, singers, politicians, Mm -hmm. just every, every filthy conspiracy theory about people at the top being into satanic and perverted shit is it's true i mean it's true shia labeouf said shia labeouf said and elijah wood said that that one of the biggest problems in hollywood is pedophilia that's and i believe it yeah that's crazy to think about man because i mean sasha baron cohen like almost like undercover like like he um he was undercover one time in Vegas, uh, filming a. I forget what he was filming exactly, but um, he was. Doing it was like that show that he was doing, um, I'm or not, something like that. I, I can't get the name on me right now. I, I don't uh, remember either, but there but, was like a show that he was doing that I think. Yeah, that's what you know, that was he's for. doing his thing, his Sasha Baron Cohen thing, you know, mm-hmm. and um, he almost uh, like uncovered a, a sex ring, like a <laughs> underage sex ring. <laughs> In Vegas, like that's that's not funny, but it's also like it's like, very funny. Like that what? Sasha Baron Cohen is the <laughs> yeah. one who's doing this. Yeah, what? What are the that odds? There, that there is just casually a, a sex ring. That a sex ring just casually well, that's exists. So scary to think, man. And like, like we live in a world where that's a thing, you know, in broad daylight. You know, I mean, my parents live in in Las Vegas. My sister lives in Las Vegas. My brother lives in Las Vegas. My aunts, my uncles, my grandma. Um, it's crazy to think about because, like, if that's real, like, who knows what could happen, you know? I mean... Like, I mean, not saying that that's, that stuff's ever going to happen, you know, knock on the wood, but, like, if that's a real location for that kind of stuff to happen, you wouldn't want anyone that you love to be there, right? Right, right. And I think this is, like, something that we Americans take for granted because I guess Americans, people from the UK mm-hmm. and a lot of people who just live in like quote unquote the West. Yeah. That pedophilia is this thing that is 
confined to a group of really powerful people. I mean, yeah, there are creeps, like, everywhere, mm-hmm. right? There, there are, like, pedophiles everywhere, but there's this conspiracy that a lot of people like to think of as these powerful people doing these horrible things in private and going to fucking Lolita Island and all of these things. But in, like, fucking Thailand, there's, like, open, like, child prostitution hmm. like like it's just a it's part a, it's of norm, yeah. it's the norm over there like it's not masked mm-hmm. it's not concealed mm-hmm. it's not you know like wealthy americans go there it's fucking get their shit get get off yeah i mean like, like fucking kids well that they, that, go, they go abroad well i mean like that Location over there is probably a lot easier to get away with it too, because like it's not the same as it is here. Where if you try to do that here, like in any kind of city, you know, people have you know the means to to keep up and to keep an eye on you, you know, mm-hmm. and they can report you. But like oh, over yeah. there, it's not as not as easy. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's more so. crooked. It's more it's more corrupt, and it's very fertile ground for for pedophiles from from these western countries essentially mm. yeah but like, if you have the means and you you can't do it here yeah cuz it's too risky yeah you don't want to risk go your life fuck kids from some other country yeah. that really don't have a say oh yeah this go anywhere any that just like speaks to like a greater mm. like we say that with pedophiles but really that's kind of what we do with labor oh yeah you got we a point. we take away we we would rather outsource iPhones and all that. You know, people, yeah. We're cool with people like committing suicide off roofs for, in other countries for iPhones. You know, yeah, so that we don't have to like pay people good wages to do it here. Mm-hmm. We can just do child labor. Well, I mean, like even like with COVID, like that really exposed like what we what do we have here? You know, what are we not like outsourcing? Exactly. You know, yeah. Like if it, if something really bad happened and we had to close off like our trade routes like yeah. what do we got here Nothing. exactly yeah imagine all it takes is a strong enough hit to the supply chain mm-hmm. and and we i mean there's actually all, all manufacturing has left the u.s like mm-hmm. it's long left the u.s the u.s is now empty and vapid of any actual product we don't actually make it we don't make anything we don't make any we have bullshit jobs in the u.s you know what i mean we're just consumers here we're just consumers like no one here has very few people here have real jobs yeah that actually produce something and keep and that by that i'm i honestly mean really the essential workers that still went to work during the crisis so that, that shows yeah everybody else was unemployed yep honestly like if you could do your job at home like that's it's this is like the essential work that people do here and the gig economy, you know, people yeah. have, you know, it's gigs and service. Yeah. Gigs and service. And, um, yeah, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but here we are. I think it's worth noting Welcome to the show. that, that, <laughs> that America's kind of useless really. But before, before we get into the, the fun world of pedophilia, I think we, well, I want to talk about your 
um, experience yesterday. Yeah. So at the uh, Victorville City Council. Yeah, meeting. I went to the uh, I went to the City Council meeting uh, in Victorville. I didn't sit in the actual meeting. I was just standing outside, um, just with crowd uh, chanting. Uh, I got there around like four eighteen ish to be exact. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, it was a uh, relatively small compared to like Riverside, even like Moreno Valley's like protest. Um, uh, but it was still something, and it was this like being a, like a native, like born and like pretty much raised, you know, it's been like a good part of my life. There's like 19 years there. Um, it's still good to see that there's, there's other people out there, you know, that, that are trying to like make a change. And um, a lot of my friends were actually there. I know, like, you, your friend Jake was there. And I saw him. I said, what's up? And I, you know, we didn't really, we were in the middle of it. So not that much uh, uh, conversation, even, like, with my friends, too. It's all just, like, you know, we're there for business. And that, that was the cool thing to see. It was not there for, you know, just talks and whatnot. Like, Victorville took it serious. And that was great. Like, a lot of people went inside the city council and, like, spoke. And, yeah, it was great to see. So I saw that there, and I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but there was a particular item on the agenda regarding police funds mm -hmm. that people went for explicitly, which I, I think from what I read online and from like posters that people were sharing of the protests, that it was about, uh, I think, a motion that one of the council members introduced to to add funds to the police yeah no, that's that's one thing that they were um, a lot of the protesters were talking about because i'm not i wasn't aware of that at all like i you know i'm not fully integrated with victorville's like city like council and what they what decisions they make or anything like that but um yeah apparently like they're trying to add funds to the police department and that that's i don't see the point of that is but you know that's that's the argument for them right now and yeah, a lot of people were just against that. You know, that was the biggest issue that I heard. And essentially, you know, obviously get an investigation going on, but that's it. Yeah. Did they say anything at the city council meeting? Did the council members actually say anything about the lynching? See, no, I wasn't inside the actual like council room. And so they only had let it like a limit, a limited amount of people to go in. And it was, it was basically like you go in. And if you stay, you know, you are staying, and it's only like a maximum of 20 people. But like as soon as you leave, someone else can come in and say something, you know, and that's just how it works, mm -hmm. you know. So basically 20 people come twenty people come in, you know. And it wasn't broadcast to the outside crowd by not, screen or anything? No, no one was able to like view it from the outside or like, okay. cause we were, they were always waiting in line and waiting to go inside and just speak. Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. Wow, I'm actually curious to see because it's 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 going to be online because they record city council meetings. So I actually want to go home and watch it later yeah. just to see if they actually did bring up the lynching. If anybody brought, I mean, if a lot of if enough people went to give public comment, I'm sure somebody brought up oh, for that sure. there was a lynching. That was the biggest thing. There was um, the lynching was. I mean, how could it not be the biggest thing? It happened right there, mm -hmm. you know, in in the town. Right, right in front of the public library, you know. Mm -hmm. That so, is, yeah, yeah. What the hell, dude? Yeah, it was like the public library is like right. It's off, I believe it's Seventh Street, which is like Old Town Victorville, 
not really the best location, you know. But still, man, public libraries where kids go and whatnot. I mean, like, granted, like, no one's going because of COVID or anything like that. But still, like... It's a very public place. It's, and it's a public message, for sure. It's a public mess. I mean, like, it's a lynching. It's a lynching, for sure. That is just... that. Who, who commits suicide in public like that? You know, it makes yeah. it that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. Um, the other lynching, the, the one that took place in Palmdale, I actually... I read that they found evidence of um that they killed the the guy before they actually hung him oh okay so yeah, i now wonder it's i wonder a homicide about, now right it has to be right or yeah they've been ruling all of them suicides mm-hmm. but what didn't the autopsy come in and was it ruled as a homicide now or well, yeah, yeah, no. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't, um, definitely wasn't a suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just nuts that these are happening right now. On top of all of this, that's already happened, you know. And it's, uh, it's really hard to believe that it's, it's, it's going, you know. It's just like, it's, right now it's so close to us here, you know. Um, uh, I mean, just say it happened in my, in my hometown, so you never yeah. know where it could happen. And that's why these these protests are that important, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, who I'm thinking of is Robert Fuller. His, it, it, I think if I, I'm remembering this correctly, they said that they found, I don't know if it was a stabbing okay. or something, that's something else oh, that killed wait, yeah. him. I think, it, I think it was a stabbing. And then he was hung, mm-hmm. like, right after. after he died. I don't know about the the Victorville lynching, um, Malcolm Harsh. Mm-hmm. They just found him. I don't know if they've done any I, there's autopsy. There's no official autopsy that came out, mm-hmm. but as of right now, it's just suicide. You yeah. know. But going back to the stabbing thing, like who stabs themselves, like during this, and and yeah, yeah for I mean, suicide. I think that's, that's pretty obvious information. That these were obviously, um, this these are all obviously homicides. Mm-hmm. Somebody killed these men, these boys. Really, Robert Fuller was that was a, he was a child. He was young. Yeah, dude. Like, he was twenty four years old. Dude, like it's just the fact that this is happening, man. Like this, how? What year are we in, man? Like, yeah, it just feels it feels so surreal because you know that lynchings didn't only take place during Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. You know, lynchings have been have always been happening, you know? Uh, Ahmaud Arbery, he was, he was lynched. That's, that's a lynching. That's a 20th century lynching. Every police killing is, is a 20th century, 21st century lynching. Yeah. And that image of actually seeing bodies of black men, Mm -hmm. like, strung up on trees, that's a very the deliberate message message that's a that that's deliberately placed Mm -hmm. for you to see the just the nature of there's so many ways to go especially nowadays yeah you have so many ways to get a gun you know you can do pills you know you can put the toaster in the oven toaster in the in the bath 
you know, mm-hmm. something else that's not as public as that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that's just, I don't know, man. Well, it's and not big. even like ways of suicide, but ways of, of homicide. Oh yeah. There's so many too. ways for you to kill someone. So the fact that you choose this very racist display of a mm-hmm. lynching, a very classic racist image mm-hmm. of a black man hung from a tree mm-hmm. to display in 2020 is where do you even go with that that i mean we 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 like to think that socially we've made this progress and we have in a lot of ways i mean but then again still no i mean trump's out there like proposing like like new um new rules against uh, police right now he's not saying defund the police or anything like that. He's just out trying to outlaw chokeholds in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And Democrats are no better either. They want to, They don't even want to get rid of a... Um, uh, what is it? Some, uh, a qualified, qualified immunity. Yeah. They want to, like, they want to, yeah. like, down... Like, they just want to get some of it, you know? They, yeah. they still want to, like, give them, like, a loophole to be able to say, okay, you know, yeah. they get to have the qualified immunity if this happens. But it's not... They're not abolishing it at all. They're not getting rid of anything, you know? They're just putting it... They're just checking it, but still allowing it to happen. Yeah. No, yeah, without a doubt, like, the establishment has no interest whatsoever in actually defunding the police. The only calls that I've seen for defunding police departments by politicians have been at the super local level, at various various city uh, council members from different, like, municipalities across the country. And even then, they're very few and far between. Um, but I'm, I guess like I'm referring more so to the, not so much what politicians do and what people in power do, but what regular people do, because it could very well be that all of these lynchings were done by cops, Mm -hmm. you know, but also it's not far fetched to say that these lynchings were done by civilians. Yeah. I mean, which really, it, it gets into the, the whole thing of. What well then? What social on a social level? What progress has actually been made? If yeah, lynchings aren't as prevalent, but they are still, still happening. happening. Yeah, and not just in the literal <laughs> lynched from a tree sense, but I guess also in the Ahmad Arbery way of you can be black just jogging down a neighborhood, and if if a, a civilian racist deems it, they can kill you. You know, those are lynchings too. Yeah. And they, those haven't stopped either. So socially. What's really, yeah, how it's much like, progress have we made? You know? How much progress have we made? The Civil Rights Act of 64 is on the books, but you see all these videos all the time of, of these racist Karens and these racist guys and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just out there, man. It's just I mean like you there's no such thing as good without that, you know. Yeah. So there's just they're they're out there and there has to be a point where there has to be an overwhelming amount of evidence, I guess, for them. But even then, why isn't that not now? You know, how think, is that not now? I think this really goes hand in hand with the fact that class consciousness in a lot of ways is stifled in the U.S. 
where people don't really have a stake in in doing anti-racist work because it's like if because if you're white and you don't really have any sort of meaningful class consciousness you're probably thinking what to what to what end i'm kind of doing this out of the the goodness of my heart i'm kind of being anti-racist out of the goodness of my heart and not because i have something at stake and i'm not saying that by gaining class consciousness racism would go away but i think it would do a lot to alleviate it because yeah. then you can be as as a working class white know that you and working class people of color are kind of essentially fighting the same battle yeah you know well i like to be optimistic of that like every generation that comes you know gets better gets better because at one point you know we had slaves and then at one point we had uh colored schools and we had different we had all kinds of school regulation we went through jim crow we went through everything and it's now it's being publicly shamed you know now there's these extreme protests across the country you know every yeah it's still happening you know i hate to be this like be like oh well you know let's be optimistic here but let's also be realistic about what's, what we're seeing here you know mm -hmm. you know it used to be even worse mm -hmm. you know just because it's still bad i mean like yeah yeah it's still bad but like there's hope that future generations i don't know how many generations ahead hopefully not many hopefully the next one put the end to this um but it's there's a trend going there is a trend i yeah i think a lot of people would agree that there's a trend that the whole that mlk quote that the how how does it go it's like the arc of of history is is long but it bends towards justice or something like that mm -hmm. so i think a lot of people do agree that yes there is progress every generation it gets a little bit better i think what people are arguing is that it's not fast enough oh i'm not opposing that at all yeah, like, yeah, yeah. definitely not like if we do it but we do nothing you know if mm -hmm. nothing ever happens i feel like in natural time i guess mm -hmm. it would eventually die out yeah but that being said let's speed it up as soon as possible because this is ridiculous yeah. here <laughs> this is ridiculous i i do i i stand like I still stand with the, I guess, with, I, I think that, like, ha raising class consciousness would go a long way in, in, I guess, like, ameliorating racism, because, I mean, we can do the whole, we can say the whole thing of, let's abolish capitalism, and, you know, let's, like, overthrow the, the ruling class and all of these things there still would be racist people like you know what i mean yeah, that no matter that's, what that's always going to be a thing i think there's going to be prejudice of some kind but we also have to be we also have to come to grips with the fact that like like under like capitalism is dependent on having on or, or rather on not having solidarity amongst oppressed classes you know 
Mm. And there's like a lot of, I guess, like intersections of oppression, but there has to be always something because I'm, the, the minute everybody gets together and, you know, demands better, then like the, the ruse is up, yeah. essentially. So I think that, I think that would that would, would go a long way. I, for, for sure, race and class go hand in hand. You know, not to be like a class reductionist either. Saying once you take care of the class problem, racism is going to go away because it's not. No, definitely not. I mean, it's just it's too much and it's too involved with the history of like humans mm-hmm. right now. Like, yeah. There's no way it's going to go away if if we let's say we deep on the police right now mm-hmm. and everything gets alleviated. You know, communities get the kind of like needed aid that they need. You know, um, and everything's cool, everything's great. There's still going to be racism. Yeah. You know, with each like, there's an older generation that's still racist and will remember, will, will remember the old times and will teach about yeah. the old times. Yeah. Know? And I mean, and you can <clears throat> even look to like the '50s and the '60s. These were really like golden ages of working class people. Mm-hmm. You know that people. You know, th- those were the days where you could have the nuclear family where only the dad would go to work and that would be enough to give his family and his entire family a good life. Yeah. You yeah. know, and even even for black people, it was financially not to say that they were prospering by any means. But if you compare black people of that era to black people of this era, black generational wealth is like, studies have shown that it is declining with every passing generation. Mm. Well, that's with, like, wealth overall with every... With every generation. With every generation. Right? It's not just, not just with, like, the black community and all that. It's everyone right now. There is a huge issue when it comes to, like, gaining wealth with our generation. We're not gaining anything. We're all in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and even our parents' generation, like, they're barely getting by mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just with the... It's when you hit that 50-year-old... Like, the 50-year-olds that, that are out there right now... They're probably like max gains, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the boomers are really like the last ones who have like those remnants of, of wealth from, I guess, the good old days. I mm. mean, we used to have like a ninety percent like top marginal tax rate. Mm. Like that is unheard of now. No. And and I, I bring that up. To, I brought that up to say that those were some of the most prosperous times for workers in America. And some of the most racist too. That's that was at the height of Jim Crow. You know, mm. that was at the height of public lynchings. That's like more, the, yeah. the fact that people would go to watch black men get lynched, and it, it would be like a picnic. They would bring food. Mm. It would be it would be like an event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't have the answers. I just know race and class. Like you can't separate them. Well, definitely not. But not, you also can't really be a class reductionist about it either and mm. say that once you fix wealth inequality, that racism is going to be gone. It will definitely be ameliorated. But I don't know, man. Especially, I think America has like a unique a unique situation, I guess. In what way? With racism. And that... Not to not to say that it's the only racist country or the only country with a, a racist past. Oh yeah, yeah but okay. I mean, even just like if you take the the original sin of uh, Native American genocide, mm. like we this is literally stolen land. No, yeah, this is literally a country built on stolen land, mm. 
for built free. by slave for, for free for by free. slave labor. So th- like those original sins have never been addressed. Speaking of, I don't know if like you saw, but when so you, I think everybody has heard by now the Supreme Court ruled yeah. in favor of trans. Yeah, uh, but, at the same, trans rights, but at the same time, they, they, they approved the Appalachian uh, mm-hmm. Pipeline. Yeah, yeah, which is going to go directly under a lot of um, tribal territory. So do you think that was like the whole transgender thing was a ruse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Just, hey, yeah. look at this. We did this good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but also, you don't hear about this. Exactly. You know? Which even then, it was, I saw like a, I saw memes. I saw like a tweet that was like, um... I'm so happy that now I can't get fired for being gay, I can, but I can get fired for any, literally anything else, which is like, that, that, this like, it's just so performative. Yeah. It's so shallow. It yeah. doesn't really have any, any substance. It's all, it's all show. Do you to know the, what I mean? To the naked eye, it's, it's, it's only good though. You know, yeah. To the na- to people who don't know. To people who don't know, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's like, like oh wow, we is... did that. Congratulations, USA. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, like we're so progressive. We're, we're so progressive. So... We're 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 number one. Yeah. You know, reclaiming our steps, number one. But like yeah. that's the thing. It's like they don't know better, and like it's it's easy to like go after them, but you know we need to start informing these people. I'm I'm tired of like 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 constantly making fun of them. Tell me you're wrong. I love mm-hmm. a good laugh, but you know we need to start <laughs> informing them too. You know. Yeah. Start, yeah. Let's start making jokes behind their back now. <laughs> behind their back. Yeah, because I'm done. I'm done. Cause it's not, and start publicly educating them. Yeah, because we got to start, like, something needs to change. And yeah. they don't like being bullied anymore. So, fuck it. On, like, sort of a different tangent, have you seen the whole, like, J. Cole, no name? Okay, so movie? I saw some highlights of that on Twitter. I don't really know. I saw, I mean, like, I, didn't, I saw hashtags and I saw J. Cole's name mm-hmm. go- when I was going through my timeline. But I have no idea what's going on with it. So essentially, J. Cole dropped a track mm-hmm. in which a lot of people are saying is a quote-unquote diss track to No Name, and <clears throat> I read the I didn't listen to the song, but I read the lyrics that everybody was talking about. Okay, and essentially he was trying to convey that he has a problem with her tone and the way that she um, portrays things and how. Yes, she is. She's smart. She does the readings and she's very passionate. But let's do better to educate people that don't do the readings, that don't know. And it this was born out of, I guess, one of No Name's tweets, which to my knowledge, I think she deleted already. But it basically said something along the lines of um, your favorite rappers can't even throw a tweet up or something like that. So J. Cole's track was indirectly i guess a response uh-huh. to that and that's kind of it's it's kind of dumb because it's kind of it's not really a diss track mm. it's like a non-diss track but also referencing something that she said that he didn't fully agree with and mm. honestly i'm on the side of no name just because it's like why what what then what was the point yeah yeah j cole it sounds like he's essentially saying like i'm like like do better please educate me and educate others and let's do better yeah yeah um but it it was very clearly referencing no name and i can't think of like a more educational person Mm -hmm. like as far as like rappers go or or musicians or like she has literally a book club like dedicated Mm -hmm. to this 
Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't see what, what the point of it was, but... It could, it could just be a simple, like, like misinformation thing from J. Cole's part, but really, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's breaking news today. Breaking yeah. news today. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it dropped literally, yeah, just, like, just last night or something, because I just saw, like, the drama about it today, but... I mean, I don't know. It's just dumb because at the end of the day, like they, I'm sure they both agree on on the same thing. So I don't know why. It sounds to me, honestly, like J Cole just has a problem with her tone, which is like, is that really like the most pressing thing to be worried about right for, now? Well, you know? I mean, <laughs> for I mean, yeah, for some people, tone is everything. But right, like you said, right now, like now, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get you. And also, um. Oh, there's just there's always so much like Twitter discourse I going mean, on. Like I don't know if you also saw that tweet about that girl that was like, you don't have to read Marx or Angles, but you know read Angela Davis and uh, all these other you know women and mm-hmm. um, and people of color and disabled uh, revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of people had a problem with that because it's like, yeah, re- you should definitely read these people, but don't substitute it for, like, base theory. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you can't, well, exactly. Like, Angela Davis tells everyone mm-hmm. to read Marx. So you can't Like, first say, off, like, let's refer you, back to yeah, what yeah. we already, like, that's the thing, it's like, you can't forget the people who came before you, you know? Yeah. No matter what it is in life, you know? Whatever lessons there are, you know, the people who came before, they were, they, they made those first discoveries so you can, mm-hmm. like, learn from the people that you're currently learning from. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so read Marx, I think. Yeah. Read a little Marx. Just a little Marx as a treat. As a treat. Just as a treat, yeah. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah, but the world is crazy. Twitter's crazy. Mm-hmm. The rappers are beefing. They're beefing, but what else is new? But what know? else is new? You know, <laughs> and all those things, you know, what else is new? But, uh I don't know. What do you think? Like, so do you think Epstein was involved with like some kind of like real secret society stuff? I think Epstein was the lowest hanging fruit, the bottom of the barrel, the most disposable, like really character. You're saying this? Oh yeah, this guy who was worth particularly like I think what was five hundred seventy-seven million, like a net worth of that. You know, yeah. this guy who just like who knows all these people who made like who just hung around, like, like that, these, like, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Trump, and many other uh, celebrities of some sort that I'm drawing blanks on right now. I think Joan Rivers at some point Joan was, Rivers like, too? Wow. was in the Black Book. A lot of people, like, a lot of, <laughs> fuck. Honestly, oh, okay, if I can, like, plug something really quick, there's, everything, <laughs> I think, like, everything that could possibly be said about Jeffrey Epstein has already been said. And way more eloquently than I could ever put it. But there's a really cool podcast called Truanon, which like covers the entire Jeffrey Epstein universe. Mm-hmm. They go, and it's not solely Jeffrey Epstein. It also has to do with like all the QAnon conspiracies and like mm-hmm. Pizzagate. But they're all really connected and interrelated. But it's really cool. Honestly, that's where I got like that's where I studied any like Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. info that I got is I got from True and On. Well, and they have a cool theme song. You have shown me that, actually. Um, I, I do want to plug, actually, uh, Filthy Rich. 
um, Netflix's documentary on all this because that's um, that doc um, did mention quite a few of the, uh, the victims and the survivors of, uh, throughout this entire thing. The ones that came through, you know, they spoke about it, and you know, you should check it out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, we're not going to go over it. You know, everything has been said pretty much about this guy. Yeah, uh, we can just go through like. Yeah, but with that being said, let's 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 del- let's delve let's, a little bit into into t- the man, the legend. Yeah, we'll live in there. You know, <laughs> let's get in there. Well, Jay Epps, you know. Yeah. So Jeffrey Epstein. So this dude, I his past is sketchy because he came kind of in, into the spotlight as a financier, mm-hmm. as a hedge fund manager. Yeah. Which is really weird because it's so the history behind how he got into finance is so spotty. No one's like entirely sure. So this dude, first of all, he was a two-time college dropout, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even graduated college, right? No, no. He um he got a teaching job. But he got it he became a teacher yeah. at a really like prestigious school in New York, I believe. Yeah. Called Dalton. He was teaching, I think, math. So he was already, like, wildly unqualified. And out of nowhere, he starts teaching at this, like, really prestigious... I think it's a high school. I think Dalton's a high school. Okay. Um, this whole time I thought it was a college of shit. I think it's a high school. Let me let me double-check that. But, like, well, like, that's crazy to think that. Like, how in the world do you have that kind of pull on someone to get a teaching gig? You know, without teaching credentials and you haven't even graduated college. I think that this really goes into, um, like, kind of the the larger point that I think a lot of people should take away is that if you have the power and the connections, then you can really do almost anything. Anything, Like, a lot of the Jeffrey Epstein stuff really is, like, it's, it's... disgusting and it's astounding how did he do this how did he molest all these girls and get away with it and then it really comes down to like the simple fact of well a lot of these girls were essentially trafficked financially disadvantaged well yeah no four girls those like there were articles like taken out in newspapers from like Ghislaine maxwell like Mm -hmm. would put out articles saying that you can make some quick easy money 100 200 bucks you Mm -hmm. know you can massage a guy yeah naked you know whatever just get make some quick easy money yeah and they just take advantage of that and that's how you start trafficking women like that i mean financially needy people are gonna always go towards the money you know if in desperate times desperate measures and some people do it you know and isn't it sort of ironic that you have these all of these girls were in some way financially disadvantaged or lied lied to mm-hmm. they a lot of a lot of them were told that um like once jeffrey epstein gets into like once he meets Les Wexner, which is the guy who really, like, solidified all of his connections Mm -hmm. to every politician and every celebrity and all that. Um, They procured a lot of girls who were in school for something, promising them some kind of internship. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's something that I noticed is a big pattern of a lot of the girls that they procured were financially disadvantaged looking for a career, looking for something, they needed mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That classic trope of taking advantage of someone 
who like the the power dynamics are off way off from the beginning mm. and isn't it ironic that a lot of these girls are basically poor they're, they're like poor children and being molested by like a, a fucking wall street like financier whose entire gig is his entire job his whole way of living it's in his interest to maintain this this wealth inequality that same wealth inequality that makes it possible to procure these girls in the first place it's like a sick cycle you yeah. know what i mean no yeah it's it's nuts and like just the fact that we have so many people like involved with it too and we just don't know in this kind of like kind of like twisted world that yeah that is this like yeah. nothing has nothing has came to light and everyone stopped talking about it and like we we yeah it's so weird because we all casually know like yeah, we there. all casually know there's something fishy yeah. going on, but at the same time, no one's saying we demand to know what's going on. Yeah, like because that is a true atrocity. And why in the hell is Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump, like involved with this? Why is Prince Andrew involved in this? Why are there like these yeah. huge political figureheads involved in this? Yeah, you know, like there's no reason why you're telling me like these men of good faith are going to be here. Yeah. You know, like, for, with a man that's been accused of uh, being... Well, that with, a man, the, like, a known pedophile. Well, no, with a known pedophile yeah. and a sex trafficker, dude. Yeah. So it's like, how? Like, Prince Andrew, like, he went to to break things off with Epstein in 2010 um, after, like, uh, after he was, like, convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah, because- but, like... The, up until then. But the weird thing about that one is, like, Prince Andrew, like, he went to his mansion to break ties. You know, friendship's over, Jeffy. <laughs> friendship canceled. You know, friendship's over. Like, it's canceled, buddy. But then he stayed for, like, four days. Yeah, for so convenience. what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> he was questioned about it, but he was like, oh, it was convenient. Yeah. You're the prince. You're Prince Andrew. Yeah. Anywhere you go is convenient for you. No one's exactly. gonna... Exactly. What in the world? Like, so, like... Was it, like, one last hurrah? Probably. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, what the fuck is this, dude? We shouldn't be accepting these kind of answers from these kind of people, you know? These are people we hold in a high stature, and there's no reason in hell that they should be going away scot-free from this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they're, if, like, if they're, if, I mean, like, fuck, like, Clinton, dude, like, 26 times, man. Two have presidents. You, have you rode your mother 26 times on a plane? Exactly. Like, exactly. what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you nailed it. You really, you hit the nail on the head that, like, it's just casually happening right under, like, our noses. This is just happening. Like, we have proof that Bill Clinton is in the black book, that Trump is in the black book. Oh, that A lot of the people you, you know and love are in the black book, and, mm-hmm. like, nothing is going to get done about it because they're... They're powerful, they're wealthy. Like, there's this, that's what I'm talking about is, that's the deeper issue is this intuitive but correct feeling that they're the ones with the power and you're the one with no power. So what really can you do? You know what I mean? I think, and there's, well, there's nothing, like, we can do if we choose not to do anything. And we just need answers. And, but we got too much going on, so yeah, of course, this is just going to go away. There's you know, just too much. There's just way too much to keep yeah. up. It's like, there's always too much to watch. There's always too much going on in life. You yeah, know? yeah. So, you never win. Never win. 
right, so briefly, I'm going to bring it back to the <laughs> thing that I like, looked up. So Dalton School, where Jeffrey Epstein was teaching, it's, it is a high school. It's a very prestigious high school in New York. Um, two-time college dropout somehow ends up becoming a math teacher at this really prestigious school. Um, while there, he basically gets his in into the financing world by a parent and teacher conference with um, Donald Barr, who's the dad of William Barr. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just randomly, he taught his kids and somehow, hey, do you want to come be a hedge fund manager? Huh. That's why it's so spotty because it's it just... It just happens. It just happens by virtue of his connections of who, mm. who he's teaching. Like, how do you get to that? Hey, you're really good at teaching my kids math. You want to be a hedge fund manager. You want to be a hedge fund manager. So that, that but that was his start into um, into, be like being a, a financier. Um, but yeah, Donald Barr was was his in. Father of William Barr. So there's already connections there. Um, and yeah, William Barr is the attorney general. Currently. Like the current attorney general. Yeah. So. That, like, I'm not crazy. Like, that doesn't, that's, I, everyone has every right to believe every conspiracy theory. Right. Oh, totally. Because this dude was brought to light by the dad of the current attorney general. Like, it's a big club and you're not in it kind of thing. These people all know each other. They all, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why I do think, like, Epstein was the weakest link, the lowest hanging fruit. Damn. He was the one that was going to take the fall. Because it's they're not going to let him testify in court mm -hmm. of everybody who is a, a fucking creep. And not only, yeah, like, so... Not not to, like, cheapen the pedophilia or lessen its impact or lessen, like, the atrocities and the trauma that that caused for a lot of people. But how many other things do you think would have came up if they took him to court? Oh, goodness. He's a hedge knows. fund manager. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, whose finances, like, yeah. does he know about? What else was he going to say? What else? Like, who, like what? what is he hiding as far as, like, yeah. finances go, you know? Yeah, like, they, they this so man obviously was gifted, killed him. This man was gifted homes. Yeah. Like, he was just gifted anything he wanted, you know? Yeah. He had a fucking island. He had an island. A whole island. Like, he, he only made $577 million, like, legally speaking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that we know of. I'm like, only? <laughs> but, right. But, you know what I mean though. Like like yeah, what else is there? One of the things that like I really like about all learning all of this is that it's every new thing you learn, every new connection you make from one person to another makes it just all the more clear that it's a big club and you're not in it. Oh, like yeah. everybody knows each mm -hmm. other. Because so another thing that I want to get into is Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. So Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, um, Robert Maxwell. So this dude, he was um, he was a British MP, um, but he also he was in he, he did some Israeli Israeli like. I think he was some kind of ambassador, some kind of 
like military ambassador. He had like a lot of connections like in the UN to all these other countries. He was like a very well connected person. British MP, he had ties in Israel. And like one of the things that like really like caught me like that by surprise that caught my attention was his yacht. Mm-hmm. He had this yacht. It was like a mega yacht, like built by like this like famous architect or something. Um, that oh, so this yacht was originally built for. Uh, let me see what was his name. He was a Khashoggi. He was a cousin of Jamal Khashoggi, the um, journalist that was how long ago was it? Like a year and a half ago now mm-hmm. that was killed by Saudi Arabia? Did oh, okay. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the WAPO journalist yeah, that yeah. was chopped up? Yeah, yeah not. it's all coming back to me now. It's just, so much has happened since then. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so he had a yacht that he bought from um, Ahmad Khashoggi. That was his name. Okay. So, Iman Khashoggi, he's, he was a Saudi businessman, essentially. He bought this yacht from uh, Iman Khashoggi, cousin of Jamal Khashoggi, and then, like, mysteriously died on the yacht. Uh, Robert Maxwell did. Okay. Like, he, he died a mysterious death on his yacht. And then that same yacht was subsequently bought by Donald Trump. <laughs> so Donald Trump owned that same yacht. Really? Like right was, after? Like, so this so yacht was passed on from Khashoggi to, to, Maxwell, oh, to Maxwell, who mysteriously died on it, uh-huh. to Trump. Now belongs to some some other rich guy. It's called something else. But that, like, I don't know, that connection That's, of people is, like... Yeah. Like, they no, all know that. each other. Yeah. Like, they all know each other, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. they're all... Like, they're all friends. Mm-hmm. They're all weird, like, they're pedophile, fucking satanic friends. Like, yep. doing weird shit. Yep. They're all hanging out and doing weird shit. Like, it's it's hard to... It's hard to wrap your mind on what's potentially out there. Yeah. Because we don't even know. No one knows anything, you know. Jeffrey Epstein may have been a slip, like, a slip thing, you know. But if anything else comes to light, fuck. Yeah, it's like Jeffrey Epstein was, like, the tip... Mm-hmm. The tip oh, of the totally. But whatever Sasha Baron Cohen like brought up in Vegas too, like I mean, like it just makes me think, that? like where, how many, like how many sex rings are like under, are like right under our. Is noses? there one in like in major cities? Like I mean, like okay, Vegas makes sense because you have world travelers. It mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Like LA makes a lot of sense because you same major thing. Cities. Major cities, world travelers, and all yeah. that shit. You know, so what, is there one for each one, maybe? Like, depending mean, on how big the city is. I'm not saying, like, Seattle has one or anything like that, but, like, fuck, dude. Like, if it's... It's just the kind of thing where, like, anything is, like, possible mm-hmm. at this point. You really can't rule out anything. Yeah. Which, that sucks, man. Because all of these pedophiles have, like, pulled somewhere mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia in Israel, at the UN, and they all know each other. Yeah. Like, I don't blame the fucking QAnon people for, like, thinking that there's some kind of, like, new world order thing going on, because everything that we found out is that, like, 
all these people were in cahoots. Yeah. And it seems like everybody was on board to give up Epstein to defend everybody else. I mean, shit, man. Like, who knows what he could have brought down if he was able to speak on anything. I just, I always had a feeling that it was never, something was going to happen. I didn't think mm-hmm. death. I didn't think I that I thought either, they were no. going to get off on like some technicality. Of, yeah, I thought he was going to walk away. Yeah, if anything. Yeah. You know, he was going to be able to walk away because that's just how it happens. But no, they straight up killed the dude. Yeah. Straight up killed the guy. Yeah, and also, I don't, this is like, I didn't research this or anything, but I just remembered it, that I remember hearing about, like, Epstein wanted to um, freeze his sperm to, like, he had this goal of, like, impregnating um, a lot of, like, of his procured girls. It's just... Like, he, he had some kind of, like, world domination plan. Like, some creepy, on the, like, on the, mastermind. On top of all this. On top of everything, yeah. He was, like, he trying had, to just reproduce his, his yeah. genes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, this came up because when the whole him dying thing, mm-hmm. and nobody bought it, and they brought up all these reasons of, like, why he wouldn't have killed himself, that was one of the things, is because he actually had, like, this, like, malevolent... That's project nuts. holy shit to he's like he, he spent too much time investing on this yeah you know, yeah yeah thing you know yeah on top of having this on top of huge sex trapping ring you know yeah sex island the fuck is that dude he was like plotting world domination so why would he kill himself jesus christ man like yeah he was too he, he had plans he had why well, would he, he had kill plans. himself yeah. he was not trying to stop anytime soon yeah he was only 66 guys which is young. That is young. Mm-hmm. That is a young age to die, I think. Mm-hmm. In the same age. To kill yourself, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I mean like his criminal history was like why like he was gonna he could have walked away with something, maybe. Yeah. But maybe it was that serious. Maybe the situation was that serious where Jeffrey was not where walking away. There were just too many loose ends. Yeah, too many loose ends on his end. Because Jeffrey it sounds like he just partied hard yeah you know yeah well when he was convicted in 2009 there wasn't really i don't know i i didn't like look into it and i obviously like wasn't like aware of it at the uh-huh. time but there wasn't really like any like black book like revelations that implicated other people or were there um no i mean i mean Glee maxwell has always been like a suspect for things but like mm-hmm. she's she's gone off she's gone off on her shit mm-hmm. like they can't get her um, she, they can't even find her. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, like, there's, like, the last known picture, even then, it's still, I think it's edited still, is at, like, at In-N-Out in L.A., mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's, yeah, there's, we don't even know where, where she's at. She's gone, baby. They disappeared her, bro. Mm-hmm. They disappeared her. They'll disappear anyone. Oh, yeah. They'll do whatever it takes. Well, these to... guys had, mo- like, Jeffrey Epstein had properties in... He had properties on the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. He had New York. He had um, Palm Beach. He had Paris. You know, who knows? And like, these are just like things that were just reported. You mm-hmm. know, exactly. Yeah. Just like the money, man. Like just, just like the money. Like there, there's a whole other world of that, like that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other world of like trafficking and offshore 
money and you know like yeah, we're i don't know it's just so hard not to be gloom and conspiratorial about everything because everything that you learn is just like yeah it's a big club and you're and you're not in it mm-hmm. and and it could be you next <laughs> yeah you should be, holy shit yeah yeah i stay safe guys honestly yeah always keep an eye out always keep an eye out get your own pepper spray maybe I was thinking about it. Why not? Yeah. We should all just get some pepper spray. We should. Why not? Yeah. I've, I've been. I've been on that wave. We should go shopping sometime. Get For some, pepper spray? Yeah, why not? We get matching. Matching pepper sprays? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Kids and hers, you know. <laughs> It'd be cute. But, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, why not? But, um, yeah, guys, be safe. Yeah, until next time. Oh, my God. This was, like, really, we covered a lot. This was, like, all over the place. It was, yeah. But also... This this episode didn't have to have structure. You know? Yeah, there wasn't really any structure. There's just there's just no structure to anything anymore. So why not why not show that in our podcast as well? You know? Yeah, I agree. All right, I agree. I dig it. All right. Well, with that being said, see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning into this one. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Keep. Um, Keep going to the actions, but wear a mask and, like, all of that. Try to get tested if you can for mm-hmm. COVID. I just got a text message from Western Dental that they're not taking appointments without um, COVID testing. You mm. have to get tested if you want to make an appointment. And I think, like, just now that everyone has been... Quarantine is essentially, like, over. We canceled that shit long ago, bro. Yeah, we just canceled it. I think, like, the least we could do is get tested. Because, fuck it, nothing... There's nothing. What if we got tested together, you know, at the COVID (laughs) center, you know? What if we just got got tested together? (laughs) It'd be nice. It'd be cute. It'd be a fun date. It would be. You can get in and out afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, until next time, you know, get tested if you can. Um, Take care of yourself. Keep going to the protest. Um, Donate if you can. Whatever you can. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can do. Post whatever you have to do on your social media. Talk to your parents. yeah. Try to try to break them out of it if you can. If, yeah. <laughs> Join the fight. Um, <laughs> but uh, love you guys. Take care. Peace out. Peace out, you guys.